everybody. Look at you listening to this show. Good for you. We will not waste your time. It's a sweet combination of news and entertainment, which Sherry calls... Newstainment? Infotainment? Seem to have kind of a... Not quite sure on it. I was hoping you'd be a little bit more dramatic on it and committed to it, but... Um, Newstainment. Newstainment. You say, I mean, What's it a trick question, Sherry? Live it. Live it. It's newstainment. There you go. There <laughs> you are. All right. Here's some news for you. Redmond firefighters no longer need to get the COVID vax. What? Oh, no. Aren't they going to kill everybody? Aren't they going to be, as uh, Governor Inslee said, like a bioreactor of germs? Not to kill everybody? Well, I guess it's the mayor or whoever came up with this idea. That um, That's it, everybody. False alarm. There's a firefighter talk for you. Um, you don't have to be vaccinated. Uh, by the way, the I don't know how many 20 or 30 guys had quit or retired or asked for religious exemptions and accommodations. They didn't get it. They then it would have sued for like $170-some million a tort uh, case. They uh, I don't think it went forward. But now everybody back in, um, if you're a firefighter in Redmond, if you want to be a firefighter in Redmond, although they don't have any openings, you don't have to be vaccinated anymore. So it's um, apparently uh, vaccine didn't really work. And now, come on, firemen, come on back. The firemen that left, there were nine of them that left, um, they will not get their jobs back. They are no. allowed to reapply. But as you noted, mm-hmm. there are no vacancies. Um, this Exodus of firefighters, uh, they spent $2.87 million in unbudgeted overtime because they had to make up for that. That Mayor Angela Burney terminated the two executive orders uh, that mandated firefighters and paramedics have to be vaccinated. So there you Mm -hmm. have it. Yeah. I talked about this yesterday, how Ari Hoffman over at KBI had done a FOISA request, Freedom of Information request, from King County Health Department. And man, oh man, I said to him, I saw him a couple weeks ago, I said, Phew, that was great. He goes, oh my God, I work so hard. I had to go through so many emails to find it. But here it is. They knew. King County knew. King County knew that it was not working. Here's one for you. They said, this was one email that said they, don't, they didn't want you ever to, please do not distribute this. <clears throat> 7 <clears throat> Quote. We are being clear in our conversation that we do expect people who are vaccinated to become infected with COVID. As our population becomes more vaccinated and more vaccines are not 100% effective in protecting you from the virus. Close quote. They sent that to Durkin's office. They sent to Inslee's office. Everybody knew it. But still, they kept going. Get the vaccine or you get fired. Get the vaccine or you can't go in this building. Get the vaccine or you can't uh, you can't go to an event. Get the vaccine or you can't go to church. Get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. And they knew behind the scenes. They're like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. It's not working. Not working. But they kept going. So finally, after this time, Redmond caves on it. I'd seen Seattle also. King County said that you don't have to be no longer. You have to, The mandate is gone. So... Away it goes. It's like it never happened, except for the people that lost uh, their jobs, those firefighters. Uh, probably, I'm assuming no recourse for them when it came to that lawsuit. Oh, well. 
Move and on, everybody. Will will they will they want their jobs back? Are they too resentful now to say you know to try to go back and 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 get their jobs? Uh, maybe they've moved on. Maybe they have gotten other jobs in other places. Uh, I'm just surprised there's no vacancies when they had to make up so much in overtime. It seems to me that they would be wanting to hire more people because clearly there was a deficit of of um, workers if they if they had yeah. to make it up with all that overtime. Yeah. I told you when I was a city councilman in Sammamish and we used to work with Eastside Fire and Rescue, I said, how many structure fires are they? I said, oh, maybe one a year. Most of our calls are for medical, heart attacks and stuff like that. I said, and I, I forget what the cost would have cost Sammamish to pay in with everybody else for Eastside Fire and Rescue. I came, and I didn't say this out loud because I thought, oh, boy, that'll be, I mean, crazier stuff. I said, why don't we do this? Why don't we just um, not pay for fire protection? And we'll take the money and we'll put it in an insurance fund. And then if your ca- house catches on fire, since only one house catches on fire, maybe a house or a garage a year, um, we'll pay for your house. It would be cheaper than having the fire department pay for the fire department to not do anything because there aren't that many structural fires. Mm. And a friend said, okay, so you're standing there and you call the fire department and they connect you over to an all-state Insurance. <laughs> and, and you My house is on fire. Hi, this that, is Allstate. How could I? My house is on fire. Hi, this is Allstate. Right. And, and what if that 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 little garage fire is actually an apartment fire or a all right, hotel all fire? Right, all right. All right. Uh, no bad ideas. No bad ideas. Okay. Uh, the folks from Twitter got a chance, and I guess it was a, Twitter was there. With anybody else there? Just all Twitter folks sitting there getting a chance uh, to get reamed out by the uh, Republican. A committee there talking about social media and how they hid uh, the Hunter Biden laptop story and how they stopped information uh, being uh, uh, publicly sort of dispersed upon their websites. And this is Representative Nancy Mace going after the Twitter folks. I love how the fact that she knows the one person is not going to medical school. Dr. Martin Koldorf, a Harvard-educated epidemiologist who once tweeted... COVID vaccines are important for high-risk people and their caretakers. Those with prior natural infection do not need it, nor children. The Twitter files reveal this tweet was deemed false information because it ran contrary to the CDC. So my first question this morning of Ms. Gaddy, may I ask of you, where did you go to medical school? (laughs) Oh, my God. Are you now, uh, you know, are you still beating your wife? It's the impossible (laughs) question. Ready? I did not go to medical school. I'm sorry. I did not go. Yeah, make, make her say it again. I, I did not go to medical go to school. Med- That's what I thought. Why do you think you or anyone else at Twitter had the medical expertise to censor a doctor's expert opinion? Our policies regarding COVID were designed to protect individuals. We were seeing you guys censored Harvard educated doctors, Stanford educated doctors, doctors that are educated in the best places in the world. And you silenced those voices. That's right. Um, I have another tweet by someone with a following of a full 18,000 followers. This person put a chart from the CDC on Twitter. It's the CDC's own data, so it's accurate by your standards. And you all labeled this as misleading. You're not a doctor, right, Ms. Gaddy? No, I'm not. Okay. What makes you think? 
So she still hasn't gotten her medical degree from the last question to the next question. Let's just drive that point home. You're still not a doctor. You or anyone else on Twitter have the medical expertise to censor actual, accurate CDC data. I'm not familiar with these particular situation yeah i'm sure you're not but this is what twitter did they labeled this as inaccurate it is the government's own data the next question they asked sherry if you saw it or not they said did the fbi or anybody from the federal government get in touch with you yes or no and tell you what to yeah and she's uh uh, yes or no it's yes or no i hate my father did the yes or no's on me well i had nope yes or no did the federal government get in touch with you and tell you which uh, tweets to take down? Uh, uh, you, uh, well, we were contacted by the... Uh, thank you. The answer is yes. So I, I she, love the fact that they're doing this. Jay Bhattachari. So Oxford, Harvard, and Stanford. Uh, a biologist, an epidemiologist, uh, researchers... They send out the Great Barrington Declaration and Fauci and Collins and Twitter crush it and ban these guys and shadow ban these guys. Jay Bharachari is suing in Missouri and they've got the depositions that are being taken and they're basically laying it out. You can see the federal government called Twitter and said, stop these guys, stop these people, stop this information. I mean, if this isn't China now or Russia now, where we make fun of, can you believe the propaganda that these that's, the, the government is sending out to these people? This is exactly what happened here. The woman that is uh, interviewing her, by the way, that is the chief legal counsel for Twitter. And Representative yes. Nancy Mace, I don't know if you if you saw this, she is particularly interested in this because she has had some very bad effects of the vaccination. And she so she says so she's saying that the vaccine gave me these side effects. Yes. Yes. She said that she's got uh, asthma. Uh, She's got, I guess, some sort of tremors or something. I mean, she's saying I believed the science. I went and got the vaccination because I believe that's what was supposed to I was supposed to do. I didn't have this information. And so she is this is personal to her as well. Yeah. Yeah. Here's uh, Representative Clay Higgins. You wouldn't. You don't want to be interviewed by anybody with a southern accent. You, if you were, a, you have a lawyer. Like, uh, is there anybody there? Like, sorry, I like to not receive a question from you because you're from the south. Here we go. So the FBI used its relationship with Twitter to suppress criminal evidence being revealed about Joe Biden one month before the 2020 elections. You, ladies and gentlemen, interfered with the United States of America 2020 presidential election. Knowingly and willingly. That's the bad news. It's going to get worse because this is the investigation part. Later comes the arrest part. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to spend five hours with these ladies and gentlemen doing depositions surely yet to come. But for right now, I'll yield the balance of my time to my colleague. Representative Clay Higgins. What we have here is a (laughs) failure to communicate. Oh. No accents. You can do a southern accent. Okay. You know what that movie, you know what that's from, anybody? What's that yes, line from? Delivers. What we have here, no. No. What we have here is a failure to communicate. Paul Newman. Anybody? Anyone. Open not open question for anyone. That's you, Chris. 
or Andrew. Cool Hand Luke. Thank you, Cool Hand Luke, for 15 points. You control the board. Chris? Uh, um, I will take... Cool Hand Luke for 400. How many <laughs> eggs did Paul Newman eat in Cool Hand Luke? 20. 40. Sherry, I'm sorry. Chris controls the board. You said what, Chris? I'm sorry. 20. Ah, that's incorrect. Sherry, to steal. 40. Ah, that's correct. That's incorrect. Andrew, oh. how many eggs did Paul Newman eat in Cool Hand Luke? 32. I'm sorry. No one has the correct answer. Moving on. Wait, wait. Nate has to guess. Nate, how many eggs did Cool Hand Luke Paul Newman eat? 13. Oh, God. Okay. You know that? Do, do, you want the, do you want the actual answer? Yeah, what is it? Okay, he was trying to eat 50 eggs in one sitting. Nobody can eat 50 hard-boiled eggs. Go ahead. But he really only ate six of them while they were filming. That was all he could do, and they gave the rest to the cast and the crew. Okay, well, that's not Sherry. Music, please, Andrew. Jeopardy music. I'm not asking about Paul Newman. I mean, his character. Well, that was what... Okay, so 50 eggs was what the attempt was in the Nobody movie. can eat 50 eggs. I know, but I think in the movie he ate 50 eggs. Oh, well, they probably made it look like he ate 50 eggs, but he really only ate eight. That's the behind the All scenes. Right. That's on the director's cut, okay? Okay, you know what? We're not here to argue with me. I'm Alex Trebek. I've come back from the dead, <laughs> and I don't have time for this. Okay. I apologize for upending the Jeopardy quiz. <laughs> Segment of Cool Hand Luke. Great movie. Got to see it. Amazing uh, film. Um, and Cool Hand Luke. And, you know, I'm shaking it, boss, which was my dad's favorite line. That and he, my, my dad loved that movie. We used to quote from that. What we have here is a failure to communicate. Because whenever I would say something, yeah, but I didn't know. What we have here. I'm like, okay, oh, my God. Here we go. The Cool Hand Luke references again. <laughs> <laughs> and you saw it coming. <laughs> okay. All the time. Uh, and you wanted Listen, to do it I, with him. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Here's what I hope for. I, I hope Mr. Clay Higgins is correct, because this is the investigation, and now um, now we come after you uh, legally, and now we charge you. Because if you're involved in somehow affecting the outcome of the 2020 election, if they because they don't mess around with this sort of stuff, if you're in there, say, spreading false information about Russia and you've hired GPS and you've gotten the Steele dossier and you've lied to the FISA court, well, none of that stuff matters. But in this case, if they can show that these people were intentionally with the FBI uh, uh, withholding information that could be vital to the American people to have a better understanding of who the candidates are, they could possibly get them. But I just love the fact that you held the stuff back, you didn't share it, you did everything you can to destroy anybody that was not giving you what the government wanted to give you. And as I said yesterday, it'd be nice to see somebody be held accountable. Good luck. We'll see if it happens. Thank you, Sherry. Hot take. <laughs> All righty. There you have huh? it. Yeah, any of me spend a night in the box. Uh, if, you, if you do something wrong, you spend a night in the box. That's the other point my dad loved, right? You had to go down into the hot box under the ground if you do something wrong. 
Did he do oh, that to right. you as well? Did he that he threatened that while he was using his uh, cool hand? A night in the box? Yeah. No, that we never we didn't we didn't have a box to put anybody in. The house was uncomfortable enough with no heat and then no air conditioning. So just you yeah, spend a night in your room. All right, Bucky's. Bucky's. Andrew. Bucky's. There we go. Bucky's, Bucky's Auto Service Centers. Terry, they've got 16 locations. They've been around for 52 years. That's the place to take the car. Any questions? I don't think what so. What we've got here is failure to communicate. It's 16 locations Bucky's has. I don't know how else I can say any clear. Take your car to Bucky's, Bucky's Auto Service Centers. All right. Well, the Church of England, which, by the way, a couple of years ago, was like, oh, my God, we're in some serious trouble. They did a survey. They found out that most of the people under the age of 50 uh, described themselves as spiritual but not religious, and they were in a mass decline, uh, mass decline. And the Church of England didn't want to go the way of the Catholic Church in France, which is pretty much just gone. It was really sad while traveling through France. You go to these beautiful cathedrals, and they're just empty and falling apart and the tourists go in there and light a candle but you can see pieces of the ceiling are coming off and the bricks are all out and the floor is broken up and there's nobody to pay for it they then made it part of the government's uh budget to keep these churches going but there's no one in there to advocate for it so these beautiful cathedrals throughout france um are gone and going away um catholicism in france going and when it comes to the church of england when they did the big survey and they found out, how do we get people to come back to church? Well, we got to meet them where they are, which means we got to go woke, seriously woke. Because these people, they have a new religion, which is wokeism. And then why don't we tie our wagon to the wokeism? So what's the latest thing that the Church of England has decided to do, Sherry? They are considering whether to stop referring to God as he. Oh. And some of the priests... Um, asked if they could use gender-neutral terms instead. And this is what the uh, Reverend Dr. Michael Ipgrave, who's the uh, Uh bishop, says, after some dialogue between the two commissions in this area, a new joint project on gendered language will begin this spring. In common with other potential changes to authorize uh, liturgical liturgical provision, sorry, mm-hmm. changing the wording and yeah. number of authorized forms of absolution would require a full process for approval. They're saying that this has been going on for a while, that they have they have realized that they need to maybe modernize some of the language, but it will really take quite a bit of legislation under the church mm. in order for this to happen. And mm. a conservative critics say this, the fact is that God is called uh, Father, can't be substitute, substituted by mother without changing the meaning, nor can it be gender-neutralized to parent without loss of meaning. Meaning, Fathers and mothers are not interchangeable, but relate to their offspring in different ways. So not everybody is on board with this. Ah, uh, well, the, the church doing what it can, get rid of its dogma and its doctrine, become more flexible in order to get more people to come in uh, to the church. Good luck. Yeah, they'd have to change. They, they would stop saying the Our Father, I assume, if they even do say the Our Father. Um, which, by the way, a little side note, Andrew, did you not find that the most compelling part of Dory's entire memorial? Um, I'm sorry, which part? 
uh, where we all said they are father taking oh yes of Brock Yord very much player. so yeah that's what that stands out a lot yeah it was really great all right well uh, good luck church uh, the Pope by the way Pope Francis who a lot of people in the Catholic Church that are you know strict doctrines of the traditional teaching of Catholicism they're not the biggest fan of this guy but uh, he has come out and he said a couple things when it comes to um, homosexuality and the church and the views of of uh, homosexuality in the Catholic Church. And here comes your papa. This is not right. People with homosexual tendencies are children of God. Condemning a person like that is a sin. Criminalizing people of homosexual tendencies is an injustice. Right, so it's, they sort of split the difference on this. They say you can have tendencies see they call it tendencies but they still in the old testament and the new testament you can have the tendencies if is the sort of this is where they split the difference was you can be gay but do not act upon it it's the actions itself your sexuality is what you're attracted to your tendencies your feelings your desires desires are desires that's one thing but acting upon the desires then it They've crossed over into, you know, now the church has a problem with you acting upon those desires. If it's a homosexual act as opposed to a heterosexual act, you know, then you kind of find yourself uh, in the in the venial or mortal sins. I don't know what's, which one it is, but um, that's where it is. So he's saying the tendencies or the, the, the people that are homosexual or identify as homosexual doesn't necessarily mean that you are also acting upon your desires. He's that makes sense. really advocating about the criminalization of homosexuality. And he was speaking about the fact that uh, there are, I guess, about 50 countries that criminalize LGBT uh, people and about 10 have the death penalty. And he's saying this mm-hmm. is not right. The criminalization of homosexuality is a problem that cannot be ignored. Um, he says that God you know, considers people that have same-sex attraction – still children of God. Uh, so they don't yes. go so far as to say same-sex couples, or but it does stay in that, that area of um, desire versus act. Right, Persons right. With the church sees, right. The church sees the man and woman come together to create the next life, the life created by God. God is involved in the coming together the man and the woman acting in accordance with the Bible and the idea that once you form this union, you're able to procreate, have children, and then that's the action of, 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 of you know, hanky-panky, cleaning it up for the kids that are listening, that the action of the whoopee is, is, that is the sort of action within the institution of marriage is recognized by the church in order to have a child. So that's why they still define a traditional marriage as that of a man and a woman, right? That you're not just having whoopee, you know, outside the, the bonds of marriage. And that's where you get married in a church. The nuns used to say to us all the time, thinking about it is as bad as doing it. I was like, Holy moly. When you're an eighth grade boy. <laughs> Do you think thinking about it was as bad as doing it in in schools, in Catholic schools today? Do you think they are still if nuns are still teaching in Catholic schools, 
Do you think they are still using that same line? I mean, clearly they have evolved enough to not try to shame people about that. Uh, they're the nuns that I know. I mean, I have very few Catholic schools that I'm associated with uh, still have nuns. It's all lay teachers. There are some Christian brothers and some priests and stuff like that. I got suspended from eighth grade for three weeks uh, or more. I can't remember how long they kicked me out for because I actually was somehow involved in all of that. Involved in that story? Involved I, in- I, uh, I, uh, I was helping a young man who was struggling uh, thinking about it. Oh. No, I would like to hear this There's story. A tease. Okay. Good. All right. Good. Well, hold on. Left at John Curley, Sherry Ellicott Show. So this is a. I uh, uh, went to a all boys Catholic school, and every first Friday of the month, we would have to go down to the all-purpose room, which was also then converted into the church, Sherry, mm-hmm. and uh, we would have um, confessions every first Friday. And Father um, Phillips, changing the name, would show up and then hear confessions. And it would start at 8.30 in the morning, and I happened to be down in the principal's office getting yelled at for something. It was early in the morning, but I think I'd already done something wrong. And uh, Sister Marie Owen said, would you please go tell Sister Honora not to send the eighth-grade boys down to confession because Father Phillips is not going to be here. So I start walking up to the eighth-grade room, and I see this kid... Last name ends with a B, and he looks kind of sad. He's walking towards the all-purpose room, and I thought, he looks he looks like he really has a lot on his mind, a lot he needs to confess. So, what? Well, you know, you always what would Jesus do? So Jesus would go down and get into the confessional booth and sit in there and listen to confessions for like a half an hour, which is what I did. <laughs> you pretended to be the priest, or did you let people know that you were just a fill-in? No, I was him. Because it wasn't that hard. He didn't say much. You'd go in. You did the same. Plus, we father for I've sinned. It's been one, three weeks since my last confession. And then you'd hit the three big ones. I lied to my mother. I was just dis- dis- dishonest my father. And, you know, I was, you know, something that might mean to my brother or whatever. You just hit the three biggies. And then he'd go, I'm pretty honest and then, like, three Hail Marys, four Our Fathers. And you go out and you do those and then kneel down on the hard concrete floor of the all-purpose room and then back up. And then there was just this line of kids, right? 
they would send five at a time or one at a time to start it. And then there'd be five and they keep coming, 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 go, 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 go. So about a half an hour in, this one kid who I happen to know because he was in my class, got in there, sat down, bless me, father, five sins, and through my last confession. I, you know, was mean to my father, disrespectful to my mother, and I, you know, I touched myself in, in pure manner. In pure manner. Mm-hmm. I knew who it was. Right. And I said, could you be more specific? Uh huh. Because you wanted to taunt him. Just want some details. Or did you want to hear the details? <laughs> Something I could hold on over him later on, lord over him. Didn't care for this guy very much. Uh huh. And there was this long pause, and he started to speak, and then he started to mumble, and then he started crying. And he stepped out of the, the confessional, and that's when the nun came over and told him to get back in there and said he was really uncomfortable. And then that Father Phillips? Father Phillips? Father Phillips? At that point, there's nowhere I can go. It's a small booth, hoping that maybe Jesus would, like, suck me up into heaven, like the Assumption Part 2 or something, where the floor would drop open. I would go down into hell for doing this. And I stepped out and I went, oh, my, I'm sorry, I was in the wrong, I'm in the wrong booth. <laughs> right. I was in the wrong booth. <laughs> you didn't know. I was, I'm sorry, I was in the wrong booth. And all the kids that had all gotten the <gasps> Our Fathers and Hail Marys, they're all standing there. They're like, oh, my God, I told him. I can't believe I told him that. That is so horrible that you did that. <laughs> and you got suspended for it. Uh, yeah. Well, was he the worst one, or did you hear anything? Really? They were all boring. It was all boring. All every same stupid thing. They're not really giving me anything good to work with. That was the only one that came in with something good. Did, did you Did you get in trouble at home? Like, did your mom say? Oh you're gonna yeah, have to go? yeah, yeah. Because I get suspended, and then they're gonna go to Valley Forge Military Academy, and then they're gonna teach you how to ride a horse and shoot a gun, and they kept taunting, holding that over my head. I was done at that point. I hated school. If anything, I could do to cause problems. Just let it cause a problem. Because disorder meant not having to do schoolwork. Well, and it was a lot more fun, right? Oh, oh absolutely. Oh, the confessions.